Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Iowa Type Theory Commute. We are in Chapter 2 still of this podcast, talking about functional programming. And I've been talking a little bit about why <coughs> functional programming, um, you know, lets you generally leads to more concise code. And, um, you know, as I've said a couple of times now in the past few episodes, where we have some technology that helps us, and we also have sort of a culture of trying to make sure that... Um, Think code is not verbose. And there's one other piece of technology that, so we talked about type inference as a piece of technology. We talked about um, na- nice uh, facilities for working with tree-like data structures, which is particularly useful for dealing with linguistic artifacts where the structure of something like a web page or some other kind of structured computer text, uh, that structure shows up as a tree structure. Um, there's a sort of nesting to it. I mean, if you're not so familiar with these things, I mean, just think about sort of like, even just in text, you know, you might have a book that's organized into chapters, it's organized into um, paragraphs and sentences and words and so forth. And so there's a structure, like the book is the overarching structure, and then the chapters are the substructures, and paragraphs are substructures within that, and so forth. And those that sub, 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 that's a nesting that shows up in, you know, the computer science data structure called a tree. Um, just like a family tree. Think about a, the diagram of a family tree if you're not familiar with this sort of thing. Um, anyway, uh, so those are some technologies we talked about. And there's one more technology that contributes to uh, a style, you know, that that leads to very, very concise programs. I mean, I think pretty much the most concise um, that we can reasonably expect to write at this point. And that is, the technology is higher order functions. So we already talked about this, functions that can take in inputs as arguments and return inputs as outputs. Sorry, I'm speaking. Functions that can take in functions as inputs and return functions as outputs. Anyhow, um, so this ability is very convenient and very nice, and it leads to nice ways to sort of modularize your code, as we were talking about. You have a sorting function that takes in a comparator function to use for comparing objects in a list if you're trying to sort the list. Um, but there's another point about this, um, about higher order functions and making programs more concise, which is that um, you can start to program in a, in what they call a point-free style. So I'll give you an example. So say you wanted to... Uh, um, uh, like, say you wanted to um, write a function that a higher order function that takes in, and let's call it twice. Let's write a function twice. It takes in another function called f, and it and it calls f twice on 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 an input. So you'd say something like twice of f of x equals f of f of x. So the twice function takes in a function f, and then it takes in an input x to give to that f, and it calls f twice in a nested fashion on that input x. Okay. Now that is a style. That's a sort of you know, that's still, that's a higher order, pure functional program. So we're already in the domain. Um, you know, we, we, we're definitely not writing in the style of Java or C++ when we write a function like that. Um, on the other hand, there's still something that we could do that's makes, that could make this even a little more concise. And that is, um, we could get rid of the X. Instead of saying that twice F takes in an X and calls F of F of X, Instead, we can say twice of f is f composed with f, or sometimes people pronounce this f after f. In other words, 
we're going to just say that what twice f does is it, it gives you back another function that is f composed with itself. Now, composing a function with, you know, composing f and g is just the function that when it's given an input x calls f of g of x. Um, so, uh, you know, so in a sense, you could say, well, nothing's really changed. I mean, you're using composition that, you know, that's, you know, if you were going to write that in code, you would write the composition of two functions on an input x is, you know, apply the first to applying the second to x. Yes, that's true. But, um, but once you start programming with things like compositions and you stop writing down the names of your inputs, you just start writing down what they call combinators. You have combinators that connect functions together. Um, you could sort of start to think of it as like, you know, intuitively we sort of think of programming as we're taking, you know, smaller units of some kind in functional programming, we're talking about functions and we're gluing them together somehow. Well, in the, point freestyle, that gluing, it really, it's really more like saying, well, take function one and then connect it with function two, as opposed to saying, call function one on the output that function two gives you when you call it on X, you know? So this point freestyle um, can lead to some extremely concise programs. Now that raises some issues that I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm parking at the moment, so I'm, I'm going to be done here shortly. But the other thing I wanted to say about point freestyle is there's a very, very natural connection to um, an abstract back branch of mathematics called category theory. And um, category theory also is really geared towards, you could think of it as a point freestyle. Now, category theory is not a programming language. It's a mathematical language. Um, but it's a language where um, that's trying to abstract, in some ways, abstract away from the set theoretic view of the set theoretic foundation of mathematics. Um, and so we deal with functions um, and we don't really think about them as, uh, you know, as sets of ordered pairs the way you would in set theory. Um, and we'll see, I'll say a little more in the next episode about this sort of how this kind of connects up with point-free uh, functional programming. Okay, thank you very much for listening.